Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Welcome back, everybody. It's here. Opening night came and went just like that. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86. He's Alex Regla at Alex M. Regla. Alex, we didn't have an offseason, but welcome back, man. Yeah, no, that was quick, right? It felt like we only had a few pods in between there before we got more Lakers basketball. But uh, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm having a very much deja vu moment today. Mm-hmm. Because did we not do this a year ago? Was this not the exact same game from a year ago's opening day when the Lakers lost to the Clippers 112-102? Tonight, the Lakers lose their opener 116-109 against the Clippers. And it just seemed very reminiscent of that game. The only thing different is Lakers had a ring ceremony before tonight. But that's the way I feel. A little, little, little deja vu action for me. Yeah, no, I had the same uh, feeling as I watched. It was very similar to to last season, but uh, overall, like I ha- just general thoughts before we go into the game. What you what you think? Like going in, do you did you expect them to kind of look rusty, or did you think they were yes. gonna like come out real hot after the ring ceremony? Expected them, expected them to look rusty, look like they've never played together before. Um, was going to have some bad performances. Was going to have some exceptional performances. Um, I don't know the stat, and I don't know if it got tweeted or if you know this. What is a recipient of a ring? What is their record that night? Ooh. I would like to know that stat someday. Um, it just feels like there's just so much going on with the Lakers. And, I mean, there was a direct quote that Kevin Harlan today said where Frank Vogel said, quote, we are not ready. So... <laughs> there you go <laughs> i'm sure yeah i'm there sure they're go. not alone right like this is just before we get to details though like yeah it's, i mean the shortest the shortest off season in any american sports history 71 days 72 days um what do you think just general speaking before we get into details about tonight yeah like i wasn't uh there was a lot of factors going into the game like um the ring ceremony the quick turnaround, the long preseason. Like, the Lakers were one of the teams who opted for four preseason games. Like, there, it was optional. Like, Brooklyn, I think, only opted for two preseason games. So the Lakers opted for four, probably to, like, get back in shape and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, in the first quarter, it felt very reminiscent of, like, a preseason-type effort. Like, not from the Clippers. I thought the Clippers played well, but they also looked sloppy at times. Um, but yeah, just in like a broad sense, I thought the Lakers didn't really handle this game like it was urgent. And I thought Frank Vogel also kind of coached it that way. Yeah, I mean, to, to, for sure. There was some times where I was like, "Where, where's LeBron? Where's AD? Where's the guys? Where's the guys that you want on the court? But yeah, just a general. Last year, though, I freaked out more at the loss. I don't remember if it came off that way on the podcast, but um today i just i almost expected a loss and i know it sounds very easy to say after it happened but really i was like guys the lakers lost to the clippers last year opening night then they won seven in a row and they started the year 24 and three and with a very similar situation besides the offseason being short with a whole bunch of new guys and they got to figure it out with a new head coach so this year your two best players are not 
new guys. The coach is not new. So I'm fully expecting when Chris, the Christmas Day is their next game, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Friday is their next game. I'm expecting them to kind of look similar to they did tonight. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers start 0-2. Yeah, like, I think we talked about this on the last pod, or might have been, or the pod before that, but we wouldn't be surprised if they kind of started off slow this season compared to last season, just because it definitely feels like it's a feeling out process. Like, before the game, Frank Vogel was telling, like, reporters that, um, yeah, like, they're going to try to figure out how they're going to manage LeBron James specifically this season, like, give him short bursts, kind of peel some of his minutes off, and... I thought I think that was the game plan going into the year with the guys like Dennis Schroeder and having him start next to LeBron so he can pick up some of that playmaking responsibility, some of that kind of offensive load that LeBron doesn't have to carry night to night. And it it, it did very feel feel like like a, a load preservation game, even though those guys played. Like LeBron and A D didn't really exert themselves in this one. Yeah, LeBron James twenty eight minutes, Anthony Davis thirty one. Um but before we get to the actual game, I think really, um, did you tune in and watch the ring ceremony? Yeah, I did. Uh, what about you? What'd you think? Because I, I have some strong thoughts about it. Strong thoughts? Why don't you start off then? Well, I don't have strong I, thoughts. I just thought it was like perfect in terms of, I, oh, I don't okay. think they could have done any better given the circumstances. There's no fans. Uh, it, it was It's tough like to do that type of event with no fans. It does seem kind of odd. Like, I remember when they won the championship last year and the confetti was falling down, and it was just like an empty gym. Like, it felt kind of cold, but I thought getting the families involved with the videos, I think, really, really added that kind of warmth that uh, they needed with no fans there. It was like an oddly emotional night. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know um, when Rob Polinka put up the 2 4 after getting the ring, uh, Jared Dudley's family, like, was adorable. Uh, LeBron's kids from the his school, uh, you know everybody's family sending messages and and I it was like like you said yeah it was perfect it was it was awesome to see it was awesome that Kawhi had to watch that from the locker room that was like a nice little cherry for me I'm still so bitter about Kawhi choosing the Clippers I don't know why like I feel I should be over it by now but I'm not um, it was just perfect the ring ceremony was great and um, I felt like. Montrez and Schroeder were the two guys that were like amped up to play after that. Like, let's go get another one. Because obviously when you look at what happened on the court, they were both, they they both were, were great tonight um, as advertised, mm-hmm. unlike Gasol and Matthews, unfortunately for them. But yeah, it was a, it was a really, I don't know if the word specials right or whatever, but it was great, man. It was awesome to see. And like we've talked about before the, the, the celebration of last year feels incomplete, but tonight made it like a little bit more complete. No, yeah, yeah, we we definitely needed that kind of culmination, and it was cool, like uh, to see that Genie Bus and the Lakers aren't going to reveal that final banner until fans are there. So I thought that was a nice little mm-hmm. touch, also. Um, also another thing about another stat that I would like to know: the Lakers' record when there's like a little extra to it doesn't seem to be that great either. Remember like Christmas games, they seem to lose um, the night, their first game after Kobe, they lost uh, the first game back from the bubble. The first game in the bubble, they lost like, it just kind of like, 
I, I don't know, like the Lakers, these big games that are that are nationally televised and and that there's all this hype around it, they seem to lose them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. I mean, it's not like it really mattered last year, and I don't think it really necessarily matters in the grand scheme of things this year. But nationally, obviously, the story is like, yo, Lakers lost to the Clippers on opening night again. No, and I think that was that like a that was a bit of like a narrative around this team last season, right? They couldn't beat the best teams in the league. They were coming up short against teams like the Clippers and the Bucks. And then as the season kind of progressed and as they kind of got their legs underneath them, they started beating those teams and that just carried over in the playoffs. I, I, I kind of like now in LeBron's what, his third year with the Lakers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you kind of, kind of feel how he approaches regular season, right? And how he kind of approaches even these big games. He doesn't really exert himself like he really has to. Like these games obviously are like premier games. And they kind of mean something in terms of scouting. And in terms of like just getting that that mental edge over another team. But for guys like LeBron and AD. Like these games are still just regular season games. Like they count in the box score just as much as a, a game against Minnesota or Chicago. So I wouldn't be too worried about this one if I'm Laker fans, but I'm sure by tomorrow morning we'll get Skip or someone on uh, a oh, news yeah, channel sure. saying like, "Oh yeah, the Lakers are are doomed." They're or in trouble. They're in trouble. You know, they're they're not going to repeat because of last night and all that. And it's like, okay, cool. Maybe last year I would be a little bit more into it, but this year I'm just like, okay, they lost. And it's kind of like I really that's how I feel. And I, I, I don't know. I don't think that there's a panic in Laker world. You know, I, I just don't see it. I don't I don't feel it this <laughs> this time around. Isn't it kind of like relaxing and calming and cool that we don't have that this year? Like, I feel like that's always yeah. been the case with the Lakers or for like just generally in the NBA. Like if you're a fan of a team like I, I don't really worry too much when this team loses now. Yeah, I don't worry about it. I don't worry about memes. I don't worry about anything, you know, that the and I don't know how that's going to play off on the court, but I feel like how do the players feel too? Do the players feel like they don't have to prove this stuff anymore? They just want a ring. So I kind of want the players to feel like they yeah. have to prove it, but as a fan, I don't really buy into it anymore. Obviously, if the Lakers start off and they lose to the to the Mavericks and then the Wolves and the Blazers. I'd be like, okay, hey, something's going on here. But as of right now, I'll take it as 0-1. Um, to me, I think it was pretty much expected who was going to start tonight. But let's talk about that real quick. The starting five tonight for the Lakers, Gasol, AD, LeBron, KCP, and Schroeder. What did you think about the starting lineup, do you think? I mean, obviously, with time management, that might change things here and there. But in general, do you think that's the five we're going to see going forward? Or do you see some changes potentially for, like, long-term things? I, I mean, pregame, and it looks like postgame as I go through Twitter and look at his quotes. But Frank Vogel did kind of say that this first month or so is just going to be a feeling-out process, that he's going to experiment with different lineups. I don't know if that means a different starting lineup every night, but I think that just means in terms of rotations – like, I think the Lakers played 11 guys tonight. Like, that's pretty... That's a lot for a regular yeah, everybody season Everybody but Dudley, I think. Um, so, I think they're... You and Quinn Cook got in for a minute yeah, today. Yeah, so I think they're going to stick with the starting lineup. Just, you know, you can't base anything off just one game. 
but I think it did kind of highlight some of the potential issues, like with a guy like Gasol against a floor spacer big like Ibaka. Like, he, like Ibaka was kind of pulling him out to the three-point line and kind of dragging him out, and that kind of left a lot of the Lakers vulnerable for a lot of uh, points in the paint, and the Clippers won that edge tonight, and that was one of the big reasons they won. They got a lot of easy baskets at the rim, and because Gasol was in foul trouble and he was out of the paint, and um, the Dennis Schroeder fit, I thought offensively, I thought he did really well in terms of what he can do individually. I think in terms of what he does off ball or next to LeBron, next to AD, that's still going to be a wait and see kind of thing. And we have to see how those guys adjust together and stuff like that. But overall, like, it, again, it's just tough to take too much from one game. But I think it did kind of highlight some potential issues in some matchups. What about you? It was... Uh... 19 turnovers today, and, yeah. and, but the positive thing that I saw after a lot of them was like new guys talking to older, not older guys, but new guys talking to guys that have been on the team. Like, hey, this, like especially Trez, like this is what I do kind of thing. That's the way it seemed. Obviously, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but when there was a turnover, there was a lot of communication. It wasn't necessarily a, uh, a Paul George throwing it to nobody, pointing at a teammate like turnover. It was like, hey, we're figuring this out, turnover. And, of course, I had to drop in a Paul George disc because that was hilarious today. Uh, shout out to Paul George because he had a crazy good game tonight. Yeah, he, we'll not take he, that away from him. Yeah, I was going to say mean, Paul the, George really was, like, the difference, I think, because in that third quarter, it was, like, a two-point yeah. game for, like, five minutes. The whole quarter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he just came in and had, like, ten straight, and that was kind of it. Like, I know the Lakers yeah. made a little run in the beginning of the fourth, but, uh, yeah, like, that that was basically the difference. Yeah, and I mean, if you're a Clipper fan tweeting at me because I tweeted 226 million with the video of that, great. We all know Paul George is a good player. It's not that you got to go make it in the playoffs. You know, that's so save it. <laughs> this is really what it is. But really, tonight he had a great game, and Paul George is, has the ability to do those things. It seemed like he had kind of put himself on a mission tonight for real. Like that's how it felt. You know how you said earlier that LeBron and AD kind of just seemed like they were just kind of there. There wasn't really much motivation or not motivation, but like it didn't seem like they were really going full throttle. Paul George was going full, full, full. He was all in tonight. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, so. if you're a Clippers fan, that's who you want to see, right? Like that was kind of yeah. the, the taboo about this team last season was that they didn't care. Or they didn't take these games seriously or they're kind of lackadaisical. And tonight, like I thought Paul George and Kawhi, uh, were pretty good. Like I, I thought Kawhi in the start of that third quarter was just making literally every shot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but did you have any of those flashbacks of last season where we were kind of concerned, like, hey, do the Lakers have anyone on the roster? I wrote it down. I, okay. I wrote it down today. So what do you think? Who's it going to be? I mean, is it gonna, if you, okay, here's the thing now. So for me, the story of the year for Kyle Kuzma now completely changes. So last week when we talked, we were talking about, you know, if he's going to play with his contract in his mind, it's going to be a failure. Uh, what's his role? His future is in doubt. Okay, that's all gone now. Guy's got a contract, pretty good money. Um, so for me, expectations have changed for Kyle Kuzma. You now got to step it up on the defensive end, night in, night out. That is your job. Your job is not necessarily to go out there and score anymore right like when you hear about frank vogel what's he talking about all the time with kyle kuzma defense yeah 
Got to get better on defense. Got to get better on defense. Got to learn. He's got to, yeah, he's got to be better on on execution and on offense as far as like shoot, uh, catch and shoot kind of thing. But to me, Kyle Kuzma is going to have to step up somehow because, yeah, I mean, listen, how many teams can guard Kawhi and Paul George, to be fair? N- not many. And not, and not, right. not many so, individuals either. Right. So that being said, yes, it's still going to be a concern. 71 games from now, if the Lakers and Clippers mean the playoffs, 100%. Still a concern. The only thing, like, I, th- I, I had those same thoughts, and I thought Wes Matthews was a guy I was looking forward to in this matchup in terms of how he could guard Kawhi. Uh, I thought Kawhi kind of had his way with Wes Matthews in this one. Again, I don't mm-hmm. want to take too much from a one-game sample or, like, night one specifically because, like, these guys, again, I, I don't know how much to take about how much is like real in this whole first month of the season really like i think it's Dude, that's some... crazy i didn't even sorry to interrupt you I'm, i apologize um i didn't even write down wesley matthew's name anywhere like oh, he just had one good. of those nights where i was like oh yeah he played huh 11 minutes 0 for 2 and a steal minus 18 on the plus minus yeah and just watching about and that's that's a bad sign right like if you don't even write him yeah. down and you're not noticing yeah. him out there that's not good especially if he's the guy who you were kind of replacing Danny Green with. Because, like, we can, like, complain about Danny Green missing shots, but at least he was noticeable. Like, we can say, oh, he was missing shots. Like, we know what Danny Green was doing out there. Wes was just kind of floating for a bit. Um, Yeah. And I think that's going to be the case for, again, this first month. I think a lot of guys are going to be feeling out what their role is on this team. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, just to cap off on that Kawhi-Paul George thing about who's going to guard them, we did see AD guard... Kawhi late in that third and we saw AD do really well so I think that's something the Lakers always have in their back pocket they can have LeBron or AD guard those guys you just don't Mm -hmm. want them doing it in a regular season game or you know when these things don't typically matter but like we saw in the bubble LeBron kind of stopped Paul George and Kawhi a few times down there down the stretch when they needed to yeah for sure um so let's go through Real quick, because, I mean, we can talk about a million things tonight. Really, we could. Because if we wanted to overreact about certain things, we could. Like a Wesley Matthews, Marcus Gasol debut. Terrible for both of them. But we could flip it. I wrote down, I love Dennis Schroeder. I love the guy. He's like a younger version of Rondo. And he's, I mean, it seemed like it. He grabbed eight rebounds. twelve. Uh, I mean, 12 rebounds, eight assists, 14 points. Not the greatest night shooting, but still... 14 points tonight looked quick looked like he he when he had the ball he looked like he knew what to do with the ball which i like sometimes when caruso's a ball handler it's like i don't think he has this conviction of this is what i gotta do so i like that from schroeder montrez i mean listen it's crazy to me as a fan watching this watching basketball what a change of jersey does for my mindset like watching trez destroy teams night and night out with the Clippers last week. I was just like annoyed and watching him swat Pat Beverly and just get in his face after I love the guy. I mean, I love the signing. I love the guy 10 rebounds tonight, another double, double 17 points, six to seven from the field. I mean, there's, I mean, so you can do good and bad today to me. Obviously those are the four things that stood out besides the loss. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I thought Harold was actually really good. Uh, looking over the box score, he actually played the most minutes of any Laker tonight at 32 minutes. So obviously he got a lot of run. Um, 
I thought he was probably because Gasol was in foul that, trouble that's too. It, yeah, that's it. And I think he, uh, but he was active out there when he was out there. He had four offensive rebounds that that helped get a lot of second possessions for this team because the Lakers like they started off so slow, so kind of lazy, so bad. Yeah, so, and when you have a guy like Harold who could come off the bench, just provide that energy, and even like a guy like Dennis Schroeder, his speed and uh, his ability to grab rebounds and just push the pace, like that helps jump jump spark a team when they're kind of starting off slow. So I thought the young guys and Schroeder and Harold, like as the new guys and young guys, I thought they did well. I thought those were two bright spots tonight. Um, another thing with tonight's game that I think we're going to have to get used to. Talon Horton Tucker. That's right. I made it 21 minutes without bringing up this kid's name. And here I am 21 minutes in. He got 11 minutes. He scored six points. He just brings an energy that I like. And really that's, that's so important to me off the bench. When you have guys that come in off the bench and they're forgettable, like Wesley Matthews, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I mean, there's a body out there, but when he comes in, it just feels different. The energy feels different. He's just going to give it his all, whether it's good or bad for those 11 minutes he's going to get. I expect to see more and more of him as this season continues. Yeah, were you surprised that he did crack the rotation like night one? Like it wasn't. I was surprised he got he cracked the rotation early on. Like it was was it the second quarter, the first quarter he came in. Yeah. He came in early, and Kevin Harlan, my favorite announcer, Taylor Hunter Tucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, I I understand why people don't know his name, but uh, it, it was in the second quarter he came in and. I was surprised it was early. I mean, I, I mean, I thought Vogel would experiment. I, I just was surprised he came in early. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I hope this isn't just uh, a factor of Vogel experimenting, and he actually has already cracked the rotation. Hopefully, because like he played ten minutes, and I thought um, defensively he kind of was weak, and that was expected. He's a, technically a rookie, basically. He didn't play last year. Um, and it's going to be hard to go up against guys like Kawhi and Paul George as like your first real regular season defensive matchup. So I thought they kind of targeted him a bit. But um, yeah, it's just going to be a learning process for him. And I thought it was encouraging that Vogel was able to kind of carve out 10 minutes in this rotation. Because like we said, 11 guys played today. Um, and it's going to be hard for Vogel on a night-to-night basis to figure out who plays and when. Like that, that's going to be like an ongoing theme this season. I thought last year it was who's going to be the third guy. I think this year it's going to be like, okay, who's playing tonight? Who's not? And where are we going to find minutes for everyone? And I think we'll find minutes across the board for everyone. It's just going to be one of those early on. I think it's going to be um, one of those years. Uh, First quarter, just a quick rundown here. First quarter, awful for the Lakers. Just brutal. As bad as you can start. 20, it was a 20 point lead, 40 to 20 after one. Uh, second quarter, that's as bad as I've ever seen the Clippers play. And the Lakers cut the lead down to two before half. Third quarter, Lakers just could not get the lead. It was right there for them and they could never get it. And I felt like if they could get it, they could have made a run. They just could not string enough shots together in the third quarter. And then we saw Paul George take over in the third, finishing the quarter with 10 straight. Fourth quarter, Kawhi. Uh, Paul George again. Lakers made a bit of a run, but really the starters were out with four or five minutes left in the game, and that was that for tonight. Listen, I don't want to belabor the point because 
I truly believe that Laker fans, and I'm, I'm sure there's a couple of you out there freaking out tonight. I truly believe that tonight we'll remember the ring ceremony. We'll remember, um, you know, the debut of some guys. And then we're going to move on because I think, you know, Christmas Day for Laker fans, it's always a big day because you're always playing. You got Luka Doncic on Friday. Uh, it's Christmas. So really, I don't want to belabor the point, Alex. Like, there's not too much that I think we can draw on because it's really game one of a brand new team. Yeah, they're the defending champions, but to me, the story of the game for the Lakers is brand new team, figuring it out. Yeah, like you have to put yourself like in the coach's shoes like when you're approaching a game like this in terms of like what you're going to take away, what the team needs to work on. So yeah, like I, I would just look for the bright spots and also some things the team has to do better, I thought. Um, defending the paint, the one thing I thought, just their defensive effort overall. Like, I think that was something um, coming into the season. We wanted to see how much of that defensive engagement and how hard they play on that end uh, was able to carry over. Cause that was just such a staple of this team last season that these, these guys just defended their asses off like every night. Yeah, um, for sure. Would they be able Isn't that to a learned, do- you don't think that's a, that's a learned thing though. Like you can learn that. I definitely like just playing hard, like effort wise, yeah. like, technique and stuff yeah. that that's that is something you can probably learn over time like talent and skill might be something you just don't have but in terms of just playing hard like yeah that's just something yeah but i mean like vogel will instill that in them he did it last year he could do it this year i believe i mean you just have to yeah i mean if there's one coach in the league that you would kind of trust to be able to it's vogel right like he showed he can do that mm-hmm. last year so again yeah it's just one game but i thought um they kind of flipped the switch in the second quarter. Like that first quarter, the Clippers were just, I think they shot 70% from the field or something like that. And the second quarter, they only scored 17 points. So I think this team will have flashes of like, okay, we're going to care on defense now. But it's just a yeah. matter of they can do that over a course of a game to, to pick up these wins. There's a stretch there in the fourth quarter where I believe the Clippers got three or four offensive rebounds yeah, in a row that was, in one that possession. Was the backbreaker. Yeah, that was where I was like, okay, this team's just not really, I guess, trying. I don't, I like, to me, that's that's what it looked like. It's like, all right, this they're just not even really going for it. When Pat Beverly gets two offensive rebounds in the same possession in the key, come on. I, I think and AD's in and Trez is in and LeBron's in. Like it wasn't like the Lakers were going small or whatever. Like those guys were in there and Pat got two offensive rebounds in the key in the same possession. I was like, okay. They're just. That's when I text you. Hey, you just want to get started. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly had four offensive rebounds by himself in this game. Um, the Lakers, like outside, excluding Montrez Harrell, had four as a team. So I think that just yeah. goes to show, like, in terms of where the effort was between these two teams. Yeah, nineteen turnovers, uh, foul trouble for two guys. Um, plus minuses were all off everywhere. Yeah. Nothing really. When you look at it, uh, 31% from three, that has been the story with the Lakers for a few years now. How's that going to get better? It's not going to get better. Um, just, you know, it, it's things to keep an eye on, but nothing to to freak out about. And really, if I was, what's interesting, I was as we're talking, and I think we sound so lax, if I'm thinking about it, if there's a Clippers podcast out there, they're probably, they're probably completely opposite. Like, this was a huge win. We needed this win to prove that, that three to one defeat wasn't a thing. Paul George came out and showed him he can play. Like I think there's a different tone from the other side of the court. I think the Lakers 
you know, it is what it is, man. I, I hate that, that term, but really it applies tonight and I, I'm not taking too much away from it, but Alex, um, before we come back next week, there's three games and you know how we finish this podcast, but before we get to our predictions, uh, two things, the throwdowns, your newsletter that you write, all you got to do is subscribe on your Twitter and tell people how to do it. Yeah, I think it's um, right in my profile on my Twitter, which is Alex M. Regla. It's a Substack newsletter cover the Lakers. I write something probably. I want to wait till after the the uh, Christmas game, though. I want to to see how they bounce back on that game and kind of do like a uh, a piece on on these two games and stuff like that. But yeah, it's free. It's a newsletter. It comes out once a week. So yeah, you can check it out there. Um, second thing here. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. I am not Alex Padilla, new California uh, see, senator. Uh, I was just going to ask you about this because I was on Twitter earlier because I, I don't yeah. really watch the news. I, I, I don't like watching the news. It kind of bumps me out. I don't watch the news. Either, um, but I was on Twitter earlier and I was scrolling through and I saw this like breaking news and I saw the name Alex Padilla. I'm like, oh, man. Let me click on this, and it said that there's an Alex Padilla that's been elected as senator. And I was gonna, I was gonna text you and say, "Hey, man, like if you can't record this week, knowing you have political <laughs> stuff to do, I would totally understand." But I had no yeah. idea that I'm my co-host is a, a politician. He's a now, senator now. Now senator, now senator for California. I took I took Kamala's seat. Uh, Gavin Newsom gave it all ring a little zoom earlier today. That's. It's how I roll, man. I keep thinking. See, I'm I'm able to compartmentalize my life. You know, I I'm I'm a Laker podcaster, uh, radio host, uh, senator. Can do it all, man. Would you like to cut the line for the vaccine? I uh, I would, and I was gonna ask you. I'm not sure if you can pull any strings, but I would love uh, like some more of these uh, stimulus checks if you can maybe uh, raise that dollar amount for me. I will. I listen. I got a list going. Okay. And I'm not going to give you a politician's answer and say, maybe I'm going to put it on the list and I will work on getting you. How much more you want? Trump said he wants $2,000 for everybody. Does that work? Uh, whatever. Anything anything more than 600 would be wonderful. All right. Uh, as far as the vaccine goes, all the politicians are cutting in line. So I think I can swing that one. Awesome. It, 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 yeah. It's uh, very cool to have a co-host who has these kind of this power you know yeah for sure it, it feels great to have the power at alex pd 86 welcome <laughs> to your new senator california <laughs> yeah my mentions were a disaster today dude <laughs> uh and then i i didn't really help by like tweeting um hey thanks thank you for everybody um, it's time to make some real changes <laughs> and uh dude uh my my tweet the people tweeting at me today were just like they're just confused i mean you brought, you <laughs> I brought guess, this like, upon yourself the second you go and tweet well, that it's been an ongoing thing for a long time because well he was the secretary of state in california so every election everybody like tweeted at me like oh because you know when you register to vote it would be like alex padilla registers you mm -hmm. to vote so it's been a thing for so many years um i grew up where he was a councilman in Santa Monica. <laughs> so like, I, I like actually, I don't know if this is a felony, but I actually stole <laughs> one of his like signs 
that he put on someone's like grass. Cause it said Alex Padilla for city council. Um, so I, this guy's followed, like I've followed his entire career and, uh, it's funny because like I see a picture of him, I'm like, I think I'm gonna age and look just oh, like that be dude. So like, weird. Like I look kind of like. I mean, in the story, is the same. Like my parents are immigrants from Mexico. Oh, like, like, um, <laughs> they met it. They met in in Los Angeles area. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very it's so, very funny because. Have you yeah. seen this? Have you seen the movie <clears throat> Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal? Enemy. Okay, so basically. What you just described is the plot of Enemy. It's basically a teacher, history teacher, watches a movie one day and realizes one of the background actors looks just like him. And he like researches it and basically finds out that there's a doppelganger, him. Oh, wow. And he becomes obsessed with this guy's like life because there's another one of him like walking around. So you might, oh, you might be living... Uh, basically the movie enemy like at this point i'm like looking into my future maybe because i mean this guy's like 30 years older than me or 20 years older than me i mean it could, there could be but worse looks, people to like if you're gonna turn into someone right yeah i mean yeah it looks like i'm cool with the governor so maybe i'll get have dinner at french laundry too <laughs> but yeah anyways today was a fun day yeah. man uh just a crazy crazy day today waking up to that and then my twitter i mean because i was on twitter because there's a lot of lakers stuff happening and it just yeah and then I, for some reason i tweeted the 226 million and then harrison retweeted me and it that is hilarious people are now clipper fans because the game's over are like tweeting texting me picture tweeting me pictures of the box score it's like oh cool great paul george had a great game. you know what i mean it is a mess on the old twitter i should just log off for the night <laughs> that's really what i'm gonna do but uh alex final thing here three games uh christmas versus dallas and la well all three are at, are at staples center uh that's the way the schedule is going to work this year there's no one at home one on the road like they're all either you got a couple at home a couple on the road because they're trying to minimize yeah. travel so um dallas minnesota portland before our next podcast uh, we may not be on next week because it was a little vacation for both of us but if we are it'll be three games so you got mavericks wolves blazers prediction time all right mavs wolves blazers i say the lakers what will the lakers be after four after games? four games they will be two and two i think they'll yeah that's boring but i i, I think I think they bounce back and beat the the Mavs, and they're gonna drop one of those oh. uh, Wolves Blazers games. Interesting. I thought it you were gonna go opposite. I, okay, so I think two and two as well, but I think they lose to the Mavs on Friday. I I, I just didn't see a lot from them today to make oh. me believe that they're just gonna like turn it and around. You know what? You could be right because like especially it's, that's Christmas Day afternoon. So if they yeah, have like Christmas brunch with their families, they're gonna be. Or they might just be hungover from the night before too, so you know what? Like you might be right on that one actually. Yeah, I think they'll they'll crush the Wolves, and then the Blazers will be close, but I think they'll pull it off. A Monday night game, very you know those Monday night games like where no one's really watching besides Laker fans, they'll win that one against the Blazers. It's not in Portland, so uh, I'll go two and two. You yeah. say two and two, but we'll see which games they win, which games they won't win. 
Uh, but the season's back, everybody. So we'll be here every Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Subscribe, um, silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers news. Silver Screen and Roll at Lakers SBN on Twitter, uh, Spotify, Google, Apple, everywhere there's podcasts. We will be there every Tuesday night or Tuesday at some point. Um, and then there's not that many Tuesday games this year, but there are a few, and we will talk to you guys on Tuesdays after the games. We'll be here. So, Alex, shout out to you at Alex M. Regla. Follow him on Twitter. Subscribe to the Throwdowns. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. And we'll talk to everybody next week. Thank you, man. You too.